WPG Talk Radio 95.5. For complete contest rules, visit WPGTalkRadio.com. So many topics I have not been able to get to this hour. On I've barely scratched the surface in what I wanted to do in the first hour. We'll get some open forum next hour, 609-407-1450. I'm going to have a comment about uh, a local church issue that I've learned about. I want to share with you the latest there. Uh, shame on Egg Harbor Township yet again. Boy, this Paul Hodson, he, he's just a, he's not a disappointment. He's just a joke. This guy's a clown. Uh, Brian Cahill is going to join us for just one segment uh, to open up the 9 o'clock hour, and then we'll have the rest of the 9 o'clock hour to cover a whole lot more and to get some more calls in. I, let me not let another minute of the program go by without me going on the record with my position on this George Floyd matter. And I've been prepared all hour to speak about it. I haven't been avoiding it. If you haven't been following it, um, I don't know exactly um, what ultimately will be deemed to be the cause of death. But I do know this. The officer who had his knee on this guy's neck for something like seven minutes when he kept saying, I can't breathe, you're going to kill me. Uh, This guy shouldn't be a cop. You don't often hear me. I don't play the knee-jerk reaction game because I know that videos can be truncated. I know that videos uh, can join something in progress. And For example, if you saw an officer use um, force and it was like, oh, my God, that guy was not doing anything. The officer just – you, you may have missed what that person did to threaten the officer. But I'm watching this video and I'm watching it and I'm watching it. And this George Floyd, and, and 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 I'm very saddened by it because it plays into the whole narrative that white cops kill blacks. It's just, it's a shame at every single level. But George Floyd, just to, to be able to, to narrate it to you, who is black, repeatedly tells the white police officer kneeling on his neck that he couldn't breathe. Despite this guy begging for his life, the officer wouldn't get off. So this guy's done now. He's fired already. You never see that. Four officers, bam. No collective bargaining, nothing. You're done. You are fired. And I support that. I have to support that because it's indefensible what I saw. Even if I had to say, well, wait a minute, you don't know what happened before that. Doesn't matter at that point. You don't, I don't even know. Somebody, uh, John Devlin, Bill Pollock, Don Hurley, some cop write me right now and tell me that you learned in training that you should keep your knee on some dude's neck when he's, you're asphyxiating him. Now, he could talk. So as someone that is or was, because it has expired, was an instructor of CPR, I don't know if you know that, but that would be me. I became such a believer in cardiopulmonary resuscitation that I took the next course and actually became an instructor where I could teach it. And I know this much. If you can speak, cough, or breathe, you don't interfere with someone. If someone is choking on something, but they can speak, if they can cough, if they can breathe, you leave them alone, and you, but you observe carefully and you let them work it out the man could speak 
So he did not have a total airway obstruction because if you had a total airway obstruction, nothing would come out. However, having said that, I think it was very obvious that George Floyd was in great uh, distress and his voice was strained and, and above whisper, but it was affected. And he's telling the officer repeatedly, I can't breathe. You're going to kill me. And then guess what? He dies at the hospital a little while later. I just got a text message. If you notice, they're really in overdrive to divide the country racially for the election. That's their strategy. I reject that. It's never stopped. How can you write that to me? This is a smart person writing that to me. How can you write that to me? That means that you think it just started. Are you stupid? This is this never this never stops. It went into warp speed when Obama was the president. You had Eric Holder raining hell on police departments. I normally defend the police, and in the beginning, I don't usually take a position. And I'm still waiting. I'm waiting for Don Hurley. I'm waiting for John Devlin. I'm waiting for Bill Pollack. Any police officer out there, tell me if you were ever taught to put your knee on somebody's neck when they are face down, and if they are telling you, I can't breathe, you're going to kill me, if you would keep your knee on that person's neck for seven minutes. Because there's a lot of ways that you can restrain someone. And none of them involve putting your knee on their neck or their throat. That's not good enough. That's not good enough. Okay, there's more to it. Well, answer me then. Somebody's just telling me about their use of force prowess. Uh, then give me the answer. Is is putting your knee on that man's neck for seven minutes? Is that is, you're the use of force uh, Yoda, the guru? This guy tell me they wrote the book. Then then give me the answer. I don't want to know you're an author. Tell me the answer. I'm asking for the answer, not the question. Now another police officer has written me that he was cuffed, and I saw that because his arms were behind his back. Keep in mind, in your stress, when you think you're going to die and your arms are behind your back, you feel extremely helpless. You can't do anything at that point. So bad move, and and the guy's going to go to jail, and he should go to jail, and I'm still waiting for anybody other than this one cop that's told me that the cop was out of line, and they, that actually what you should have done with this guy, his he, you got him handcuffed, so you have him restrained. He should have been put into the back of the car. Then guess what? He's alive. Never forget, there's a reason why the police were involved. The media is never going to make any issue out of that whatsoever, though. You have to understand that. They're not going to talk about it. They're only going to talk about the incident. But I'm telling you right now, this guy is going to jail, this cop. I have his name written somewhere on my briefcase. It's a little hard to pronounce. Um, but the spelling of it is a little bit, not exotic, but it's a little bit confusing. 
But he's got no chance. I mean, zero chance. There's no jury. That video, it's over. It doesn't matter what the defense is. You don't understand. He was threatening me in my life before that. You didn't see what happened right before that. All they're going to see is this guy has his knee on the guy's neck, which may as well be his throat. And the guy is saying, I can't breathe. You're going to kill me. And he died. And if you think about it, it's very much... Very much like the um, the issue was it in Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, when the the person had the guy in the chokehold. Let's see if I have any more um, responses. No responses. Not even from the guy that wrote the book. That's like one of the worst. What do you tell me? You wrote the book, but all I'm asking you is, did you teach? You wrote the book. Did they teach that? Did they teach that? In training, hey, you're going to get this time where you put a guy face down on the ground, arms behind his back, and you're going to drive a knee. Now, what we don't know, had to be probably significant, we don't know how much weight the officer was bearing with the knee. If I remember correctly, it's his right knee on the, um, the neck of George Floyd which means his left knee is on the ground, and then he's got the right knee with whatever weight is being brought to bear on that. But like I always tell you, I don't know what I don't know, but something tells me that the um, the Baron Miguel Cicluna uh, power knee drive, WWF, wasn't taught in police training, in use of force training. I just don't, I don't believe that. But we'll see if I get an answer on that. So the answer is no. I didn't see the answer before. I, I saw it for the first time, so sorry about that. I thought I just saw the, the, the fact you were teaching it. So the answer is no. That's not taught. So then when the trial comes, they're going to say, you know, you did, you'd use a, a use of force that isn't even taught just like the thing in new was it new york i can't remember which which city it was in maybe it was new york as a matter of fact i think the guy's name was eric something eric legrand or something like that that was new york not philadelphia so no is the answer and i went to the man that wrote the book no is the answer it's not trained it's not taught which means this guy is absolutely Dunzo. You got a dead man, and you got a videotape of the man saying, You're killing me. You're, I, I can't breathe, and you're going to kill me. Oh, we got a lot to do. We'll get to your calls as quick as we can. We have uh, an update coming up on a local church. I didn't get a chance to confirm it. He got back to me too late last night. I was um, just barely asleep, or I would, I would know um, if. The mayor of Atlantic City is going to join us. Uh, I'm going to share with you at some point this morning my breaking news column about that. Uh, and I am absolutely convinced that it is it is absolute garbage. But I have a twist. I learned something from an FBI friend of mine that I didn't know. I'll fill you in a little bit later. 
95.5 FM and 1450 AM, WPGG Atlantic City, WENJ 97.3 HD3 Millville. The president gets fact-checked. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News, and he doesn't like it. It happened on his Twitter page over his tweets about mail-in voting. Some of the same things he's been saying out loud. Many of those people don't have the right to vote. Well, they'll be voting. And you know what? We're not going to let it happen. Fox's Tanya J. Powers has more live. Dave, Twitter has added a warning phrase or two to the president's tweets that have called mail-in ballots fraudulent and that predicted that mail-in mailboxes will be robbed, among other things. Under those tweets, there is now a link that says, get the facts about mail-in ballots that leads Twitter users to a page that facts checks it. Now, the president has not up to now faced any kind of pushback from Twitter about his tweets, and he's not happy about it. He replied on Twitter, accusing the platform of, quote, interfering in the 2020 presidential election and uh, insisting that, quote, as president, I will not allow this to happen. Dave. Sonny, the president will not wear a mask while on camera. He took a shot at his Democratic challenger, Joe Biden, who wore one at a Memorial Day event. And Biden can wear a mask, but he was standing uh, outside with his wife, perfect conditions, perfect weather. So the president called it unusual, but claims he's not being critical. Biden told CNN the president's being an absolute fool, being macho, calling it falsely masculine. This afternoon, the president will go to the Kennedy Space Center in Florida to watch SpaceX launch two astronauts. The first time that's happened in the U.S. since the last space shuttle mission in 2011. It's weather permitting. An angry night in Minneapolis. <laughs> Big protest over the death of a black man during a struggle with police Monday night. Some protesters threw rocks, smashed police car windows, leading to police firing tear gas. Video of the struggle showed an officer kneeling on George Floyd's neck and him saying he can't breathe. There's a reason why they got tasers and there's a reason why they got mace. They didn't need to put their foot on his neck. Four officers have been fired. The police and FBI have opened a criminal investigation. America's listening to Fox News. I've always wanted to learn another language, but every time I try, it never sticks. So I decided to give Babbel a try, and I really like the teaching method of the app. I started with the beginner lesson on Babbel, and it starts with simple words and phrases, and soon you're putting those words into a conversation. Each lesson takes about 10 to 15 minutes, and they're all really different, which keeps things interesting. The app is really smart. It actually keeps track of the words I'm struggling with so I can practice them and get better. I chose Babbel because it was created by real language teachers. They built it around real life, how people actually communicate and what they care about. I can't wait to use my new language skills in the real world. Dos cervezas, por favor. <laughs> With Babbel, get conversational in Spanish, French, German, and more. It just takes 10 to 15 minutes a day. Now try Babbel free. Just go to Babbel.com or download the Babbel app and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 weather from Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero. For the most part, today looks similar to yesterday. Morning fog, then some clouds. Our high temperature ends up around 73 degrees. With partly to mostly cloudy skies, I think we stay dry during the day. And then a shower is possible late tonight. Probably another round of fog, too. Low of 65. Lots of clouds tomorrow, and again, a chance of a shower. High of 74. And then Friday is going to get pretty steamy. High of 78 with a few showers and thunderstorms. That chance of rain will extend into early Saturday morning. I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. From Harry Hurley Way in the World's Playground 
to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I reacquainted myself during the break because everything I did in the last segment was extemporaneous. Uh, the officer, uh, Chauvin, C-H-A-U-V-I-N, uh, he's been a cop since 2001, at least in that department. Um, it's his left knee, and this man is just, he is just face planted into the ground. His mouth is wide open. His eyes look like they're going to bug out of his skull. And uh, uh, Chauvin, no offense, you're done. You are done. Uh, 609-407-1450, an open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. It's Jim. How are you? Jim, I'm well. Ladies and gentlemen, Northfield City Councilman Jim O'Neill. What's going on, Jim? Or I should say, Brittany O'Neill's father is on the phone right now. Go ahead, Jim. This, this is true. Um, Harry, I just wanted to um, comment on some things. Um, Northfield, it seems like things are getting back to normal somewhat. At a um, council meeting last night, we're going to try to figure out a way to do some outside um, dining, um, get ahead of that curve. You know, did you when you say you had a council meeting? Did you have a council meeting uh, in the council chambers on the dais, a regular council meeting? Yeah, we've been we've never skipped one. We've always had them. Um, you know, most of the council people are, you know, in council. Some of them call in. You know, whatever you feel comfortable with. You know, I really don't care to be honest with you. How many showed up? Um, How many were there? Uh, we had um, five in attendance and one on the phone. Was One there, remote. Was there social distance or just uh, up on the dais? Oh, yeah. We're, um, you know, like I usually sit next to Frank. And so there's always like at least, I would say, probably have about eight to ten feet between us. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't realize it was that spread out. Did anybody wear masks? Then, um, maybe one person, two people wore a mask. It's, okay. you know, videotaped. Okay. So, you know, I guess it's one of those personal choices um you know i kind of find it's weird that i can go to a council meeting but then if i you know can't go someplace else but again you know i try to flow with it um one of the things that i wanted to mention is you know i know marty's getting a little heat with regards to atlantic city but i can tell you you know this whole whole process personally i don't care if the guy's a democrat i'm a republican i think they've done a nice job in atlantic city keeping the boardwalk open, keeping the beaches open. Um, I ride my bike up on the boardwalk. I noticed that they're spraying the benches, um, cleaning up, you know. Uh, I just think he's doing a nice job over there. Um, some of the other beach towns, a little disappointed. Um, you know, closed it up. You know, you can, you know, all of a sudden you have to stop at one side of the boardwalk and you can't continue on another side. And, you know, one of the beaches, you know, you can... You know, there's four people in the whole Atlantic City Beach and zero people, you know, south. It just There's a lot of things that just don't make sense to me, Harry. Um, as, a, as an elected official, I can tell you that, um, you know, a lot of people are scared that are elected officials. They just don't know what to do. They, 
Um, you know, they're trying to take the guidance from the governor. They're reading all the, you know, little paragraphs and each individual word precisely. Um, some of the things just don't make sense that you, you know, you get from the governor, governor's office on how to reopen and, um, you know, especially things like, you know, last night I brought up, let's get the park bathrooms back operational. You know, we're all supposed to be practicing good hygiene. That's the, in my opinion, Harry, I think that's the, you know, stay away from somebody that's sick and practice good hygiene. Well, if you're going to practice good hygiene, that typically means a sink with soap, right? Yeah. So I think the more people washing their hands, I think that, you know, we should be getting the bathrooms open. I think um, the short town should be getting as many bathrooms open as possible, go in and clean them properly, you know, et cetera. Um, there's just a, a number of things that I just don't understand. Um, you know, stores, I can't go to Boscos, but I can go to Walmart. You know, that just doesn't make sense. So, you and know, you can't go to church. We're going to be talking about that in a little bit. But you can go to wherever a hardware store. Uh, no, I hear, I hear you. It's it, we've picked winners and losers. It's um, it's been completely unconstitutional. There's a Fourteenth Amendment equal protection clause that you can't treat one person one way, one person another way. And I'm not, you know me for a long time, Jim. I'm not litigious uh, by nature at all. Not even close to it. I've could I could have lit up a lot of people uh, over the years and didn't do it. Um, it's just not my nature. But you can't pick some and say you can operate, but but you can't. And at some point, I think they have um, tremendous damages that they should be able to seek remedy because government has decided to wreck certain people, and other people get propped up. It's not right. I agree with you 1,000%, Harry. In fact, you know, I've always been, I've never been a protester, but Harry, if there's some protests down here, you'll probably see Councilman O'Neill, you know, front and center, you know, with my sign or whatever. Because hey, Councilman, let me let me give you my, my take on this right now. I'm a big believer. I'm, I'm an official for over 25 years. I believe in playing by the rules. Identical twin brother of a police officer. So I'm really grounded in you go by the rule book you you know officials officiate players play police do what they do and so on and so forth but here's what i'm thinking the state of new jersey uh is willfully in violation of these sanctuary cities they're completely illegal the supreme court has already just reaffirmed that you cannot harbor illegals you cannot help illegals stay here we're giving millions to illegals. We're cutting veterans' money. Uh, we, we are a sanctuary state. We want illegals to be able to vote. Uh, and I, I use that term, we, very generously, not me. Uh, but yet, look at all these other examples. Churches can't worship. I mean, this, this, is, this is crazy what's going on. So the state is willfully violating federal law as it relates to illegals. They're willfully violating federal law regarding marijuana. And so why can't local people willfully violate an unlawful order? So I think we're going to see some civil disobedience, Jim. Harry, um, I agree with you 100%. If, if any business 
in um, Northfield, you know, opened up its doors in a proper manner, I mean, I'd probably be the first in line. And, you know, if I got arrested, I'd get arrested. I mean, I'm that nervous, Harry, about what's going on. And, you know, you're not probably going to get too many elected officials coming on and telling you how they feel. But Hey, Jim, do me a big favor. Now that you're here, I want to float something by you. I wrote a column this morning at about, I don't know, 5 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning, whenever it was. Fresh Start Church of Egg Harbor Township has been trying to reopen their church so that people can worship again. Obviously, churches have been hurt very, very bad at many levels. Obviously, financially, because if you're not at the church, you're not necessarily, I'm not saying that people aren't being generous and finding ways to continue to tithe and to, to contribute, but it's hurt the churches very, very much. Let me read something to you. And it begins with, let me start with the fact that lead pastor Tim Chambers, I was actually going to save this until 8 o'clock, but I'm going to do it now that you're here and there's a reason. Let me start with the fact that lead pastor Tim Chambers and the Fresh Start Church of Egg Harbor Township are awesome. They have been honorably and faithfully trying to bring their parishioners safely back to church since the coronavirus pandemic first struck. I had a great on-air conversation with Pastor Tim recently. It was last week, I think. He detailed all of the plans that they have developed, which comply with social distancing, proper disinfection, protocols, and numerous other safeguards. Still, they've not been able to achieve their faithful goal of reestablishing church services. Pastor Tim hinted on-air, without giving specifics, that he had an exciting plan to potentially be able to resume weekend church services. And what I've since learned and confirmed is that Fresh Start Church has obtained approval from the former Shore Mall. I can't even call I think it's Harbor something now, Harbor Square or something, but nobody knows what that is. So you got to say it's almost like the artist formerly known as Prince when he was a symbol. You, 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 what do you say, the symbol? So you say the artist formerly known as Prince, then he became the artist, and then he became Prince again. But anyhow, so the former Shore Mall gave them permission to use their parking lot. This would have allowed for creative and safe drive-in church services. I think that's fantastic, like a drive-in movie theater. I mean, how much safer could it get? I know they could do the technology where they'd be able to make the pastor, you can do it with um, Christmas decorations, you can make it so everybody could listen to the pastor right through their car speaker. And and if for some reason uh, they didn't have that technology, but I know it's easy to do that, you'd be able to hear it. You'd, you'd be there, you'd have a speaker system, you'd be able to hear it, you'd be in your car, everybody would be safe. However, they've been thwarted again, this time at the hands of Egg Harbor Township government, who will not approve their permit. And and I don't want to bring you into a, a, a lousy Mayor Hudson and, and these disappointing people, but this didn't require any courage. If I was sitting on that board, I would have approved that permit in one second without hesitation. So I've also confirmed that the Fresh Start Church provided all the requirements to the township, so I'm sure they presented their insurance and everything that you would need to obtain the required permit to legally assemble. Only at every turn, our churches are being met with unnecessary obstacles and resistance. And it's what reminded me of this is you and I talking about the big box stores, the food chains, the other establishments that have all been able to remain open throughout. 
how, why is it that the churches have been forced to shut down? It's not right. It's also quite unconstitutional. This much must change soon. Our society is presently dealing with divorce, domestic violence, alcohol, substance abuse, suicidal thoughts, depression, and other maladies. All of the things that going to church helps people to work out their problems. If they would have come to you guys for a permit or any other church to go in an outdoor space, would you have granted their permit, Jim? Uh, personally, myself, yes, I would vote for it, um, definitely. Um, we have to realize, Harry, that, um, you know, we're all saying the cure, you know, the, the disease, or whatever that terminology is, the cure. Yeah, is the worse. cure is worse than the disease, which I think you can make the case because for every 1% of unemployment, supposedly 5,000 people have killed themselves. Uh, and then there are people trying to say, well, they're not killing themselves because of that. Oh, okay, yeah, they're really happy. Otherwise, they would, they, you know, they, they're, they're really happy. Uh, so they're just ridiculous, these people that will not, will not accept any empirical evidence that gets in the way of their agenda. But did you ever think you'd live to see it where it's a Republican thing to want to open and a Democrat thing to stay closed? Did you ever think we'd live to, to see this? Yes. Well, no, I've never... I never thought I would see that, um, but, you know, again, I think there are people that are just as elected officials. They're nervous. They're scared. They just don't know what to do. And I'm talking about, I'm talking state, federal, local. I mean, some governors are absolutely phenomenal. Some states are phenomenal. Um, there's some leadership in different towns that I've, I've seen over, um, you know, I'm just, let's mention Atlantic City. I think Atlantic City did a great job. I think the town next door didn't do a great job. And it was one of these things where, God forbid, somebody from Philadelphia might come down um, to their shore house. So let's let's shut them down so they can't walk on the beach. I mean, just that just doesn't make any sense. And God forbid, Harry. Oh, oh, you don't even know what you just did. You got to understand, Jim, over there in Ventnor, oh, that Troika, they are so thin skinned. If you tell the truth about them, they almost cry. I mean, yeah, we're going to close the boardwalk, open the beach, but you must keep moving and close the ocean. But then when you can go in the water, you can't come out and use a towel. You can't towel off. They have put things in place that are so bizarre. And meanwhile, they got a ripped-up flag right adjacent to, to City Hall. They can't even put a flag up that's not all torn. They're a mess, a total mess. Question for you, Harry. Yep. One of these people really, truly gets sick. I mean, real sick. Where are they going to go? Philadelphia. So what are people from Philadelphia are going to say, hey, People from Jersey, yeah, we don't want you to come here and use our great health care. Not that we don't have health care down here, that's great. But, you know, when your kid's sick, everybody wants to send them to CHOP. Everybody wants to go to University of Penn, et cetera. You know, that particular town just didn't make any sense, Harry. In fact, what I think certain towns have done Certain towns have actually affected the health of other people with regards to... Jim, hold on a second. Let me get the break in. If you want to stay, you can stay. We'll be back. Northfield City Councilman Jim O'Neill with yours truly early in the morning. Here's my friend, Sean Hannity. The truth and nothing but... 
This is the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. I think I have a new Joe Biden favorite. It's not what you think it is, because he did say this weekend, he says any African-American who backs Trump ain't black. Okay. The same guy, you can't work at a Dunkin' Donuts at 7-Eleven unless you have a slight Indian accent. My state is a slave state. The same guy that, that goes out there and, and makes the comments, yeah, it's first time you got an African-American who's good-looking and, and clean and articulate. This was a disastrous interview. A radio host, Charlemagne, very powerful response by the head of BET, Black Entertainment Television, co-founded it in uh, 1980, that Biden should spend the rest of his campaign apologizing to every black person he meets. Keeping you on the straight path. Later today, it's the Sean Hannity Show. And no matter where you are in the U.S., Memorial Day weekend is happening everywhere. And Blinds.com is celebrating with their online Memorial Day super sale. And our friends at Blinds.com, well, they make it simple to shop for top quality interior blind shade shutters, outdoor shades with easy online ordering and free shipping. And by the way, they've helped millions of homeowners all over the world. And they guarantee the perfect fit. Just go to Blinds.com right now. Check out their huge Memorial Day savings. Rules, restrictions apply. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but thought it would be too difficult? Then try Babbel. Babbel starts by teaching you words and phrases that gradually get more complex. Soon, you're practicing short conversations. So in 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking a new language in a few weeks. Babbel is built around real life. It teaches you practical conversations that you will actually use. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free. Just go to Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L. This is Hurley in the Morning. Ah, Harry Hurley. That is a great name. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and WPGTalkRadio.com. Thank you. 23 minutes past the hour visiting with Northfield City Councilman Jim O'Neill. Jim, time is yours. What else is up? Well, Harry, I was just saying that, you know, one of the most important things that I've seen is to protect yourself is We've all not been hugging, shaking hands. You know, if you're sick, most people that I know will stay home. If you're sick, you will stay home. That's just common courtesy. Um, wash your hands. Go out and breathe fresh air and exercise. To me, I think these are the most important things. And some of these governments, local, state, federal, etc., have stopped us where they'll walking, going on the beach, healthy, fresh air, breathing in salt air. I don't think there's anything better for you to help you than that and exercise. And when a, when a beach or a resort town closes their boardwalks, you know, especially about a month and a half ago when the weather was like 38 degrees out and there was like 12 people on the, on the boardwalk, and they shut the bathrooms down where you can't wash your hands. To me, I think... It is, it is crazy when you think about it. We we now know, they say, trust the science and trust the scientists. We now know that the sunlight, the UVA, actually kills the coronavirus in seconds. It's a really safe way to kill it because this UVC, I bought one. I haven't even taken it out of the box because I don't want it to get into the wrong hands. It, it's not good for your skin. It's it's very un, it's very unsafe actually. The the UVC if it's if it's used incorrectly. But the UVA uh, 
it, you're absolutely right about that. It kills the coronavirus. So we've done the exact, I think it will ultimately be determined if anybody is willing to be honest about this, that we did the exact opposite. Shutting in people was exactly the wrong thing to do. And I guess the experts will be just too prideful to admit it, but the numbers aren't going to lie. When Cuomo stands up there and says, hey, I don't know how this is hap- how this is possible, but 66% of our cases are people who are shut in and quarantined. That ought to tell you something. Something's going on here. Yeah, sorry. I think what, what these elected officials need to do is they need to just start thinking about the basics. What can we do? What are the most important things? How do you stop? You know, this is this is just normal Curtis, normal stuff just on being sick and the flu. Wash your hands. Put up more signs that say wash your hands. Maybe put more bathrooms in. You know, one of the reasons why I brought up at the last council meeting, and I didn't bring this up yesterday at the council meeting because I didn't think it was appropriate. One of the reasons why I brought it up was I was at the park, you know, going through, doing my, you know, I do about four laps through. And, you know, I saw a woman with three little kids, and she's like, all right, everybody, you know, all right, let's go over here. So, you know, little kids dropped their pants and came in the woods, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, well, all right, I, I don't have a problem with that because I know the bathrooms are closed, but it would have probably been good that the kids washed their hands afterwards. I'm sure the mom probably had hand sanitizer or whatever, but, you know, when you're at the park and you have kids and you're at a park, you know, there's just no running up because, you know, home 20 minutes away because you got to go to the bathroom. Yeah, it's crazy. Jim, give us an update. I know you know I drive past it several times each day. Birch Grove Park was closed. Now parts of it are open. What's open? I guess what's not open? And then what, what do you see happening with the fields and stuff like that? Well, basically, the, uh, the playgrounds are closed. And I think we're at the point now where they came out with the information that said, you know, it really doesn't hang on, you know, steel or metal that long like they said it did. So I'm thinking that, you know, with regards to the playground, you know, me personally, I would open up the playgrounds. I think it's important to have the kids out there, you know, there's not a flock to the playgrounds. I've never seen the playgrounds absolutely, you know, swamped with 300 kids. I've seen, you know, maybe 10, 20 kids at one time using the playground. And there could be just rules. You know, people follow the rules. You know how it is. Yeah, sure. We don't have to, we don't have to tell people constantly. Um, the fields are closed, the football fields, the baseball fields, the batting cages. You know, personally, I think batting cages, keep the door open. Dad goes in with the son. Son goes in with the mom. They throw a few baseballs at each other. They, you know, lack the ball or whatever. You know, they've been with mom and dad now for the last X. They've all been pretty much, most of them, been hanging out with their core group of friends anyway that I've seen. Um, You know, I see constantly every day I pass by the fields. Kids are in there playing, but we don't really do anything about it. So that's, you know, they're out there anyway, just not in large groups. Um, you know, you can go fishing, you can walk on the paths, you can, you know, you can't barbecue, et cetera. But I would say that the park is probably 50% open, 60% open. But if you're going to allow people, you know, let them wash their hands, let them use a facility, you know, um, 
the bike path. Is yeah, open. because it is counter to actually CDC guidelines. The biggest thing that we listen to CDC say and doctors Fauci, Burks, and all is wash your hands a lot. So why would you why would you take that why would you take that away on purpose? That's stupid. But I can tell you that when they closed Ocean City, Ventnor, and Margate, Harry, it was very interesting. I mean, I have friends in all those towns. It was very interesting seeing people on Facebook that live in those towns saying, you know, keep the people from New York out. And then all of a sudden you see them riding on the Summers Point, Linwood, Northfield bike path. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So it's kind of like all come right. on, it's like it's like the husband of uh, the governor of Michigan. You, hey, I'm, I'm, my wife's the the governor. He wanted to get his boat in the water, or or Fredo Cuomo that's out there with COVID nineteen and without a mask, and he's out there where he can infect people. They're all they're all liars and frauds. I mean, they're ridiculous. Yeah. So it's one of these things, Harry, where I think what's going to have to happen is i do believe i'm I'm being very upfront with you i am extremely nervous of what's going on as an elected official um you know i'm an elected official i know most people 99 percent of people are not elected officials so they don't know what's going in on the minds of elected officials i do and everybody is just following the guidelines of the governor and the governor is basically going to cause this state in my opinion to go bankrupt and at the end of the day the people that are going to hurt most are teachers pensions police pensions fire pensions all these pensions because i can tell you that they were already hurting in the beginning, mm-hmm. and I can I can see the state dipping more into the pensions currently to help them out in this situation. Hey, Jim, anything else you want to share? We're to the bottom of the hour break. I've enjoyed our conversation a lot. Appreciate no, it. Just uh, come in, and hopefully they're going to be opening up you know, the restaurants and um, get out. Most important thing, breathe fresh air, and if you're on a bike, you're running or whatever, I think wearing a mask while you're exercising would actually cause you more harm. Jim, one last just hilarious little um, item I'd like to share with you. Last weekend, Ventner has this uh, creepy public safety director that that evidently, I I never heard of him before he, he had this position, and evidently he is just intoxicated with this little, it's like Barney Fife. You know, Otis has the key to the jail, and and he's got one bullet in his in his pocket, and he never puts it in the gun. I mean, this guy is just a clown. But the greatest uh, decision of all, I think, besides the the first one of boardwalk closed, beach open, but you have to keep moving, and the ocean's closed, which is hilarious because you have to walk on the boardwalk to get to the beach. But I guess it's not a crime to walk on the boardwalk as long as you get right off of it and keep moving just keep moving uh, it's like dory uh just keep swimming but you can't swim because it's closed but now it's open but you can't towel and here's the other crazy thing um hold on i, I gotta think of it oh yeah yeah it's this memorial day weekend you could not ride a bike on the ventnor boardwalk but you can this saturday starting this saturday so in seven days 
a miracle is going to happen in Ventnor. Yeah, well. That's how dumb these people are. But all I keep asking them is, put a new flag up, because it's a gigantic flag and it's all torn up, but they, they got all this time to infringe upon people's civil liberties. I don't think any of this is constitutional, and when you get stupid about it, you really start getting people uh, worked up about it, but... Um, that's the story. Uh, you couldn't ride a bike last weekend. for It's almost like Forrest Gump for no particular reason. But this weekend you can, starting this weekend. But it would have been very bad to do it last weekend. Very good this weekend. Jim, talk to you again. You have a great day. You too, my man. See ya. 34 minutes past the hour. This is Hurley in the Morning on WPG. Sean Hannity. What is it about every bill Democrats now propose? They want immigration reform. They want amnesty. They want open borders. They want anybody to be able to vote. Whether you have an ID, you don't have an ID. They're always adding new Green Deal provisions. You know, by the way, they'll say to rebuild America. Yeah, they want basically socialism all across the country. Sean Hannity, weekday afternoons at 3 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. For the latest coronavirus news, open the WPG Talk Radio app. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. 38 minutes past the hour, the epilogue, the Quinn Martin production epilogue. If you were a fan of all those shows, and I was, from the FBI to all of them, they always had the epilogue. And that was the part of the, the show at the end where it kind of brought it all together, tied it all in together at the end. The epilogue to Jim O'Neill's appearance is Fresh Start Church of Egg Harbor Township because Paul Hodson can't get, get his head out of his you-know-what. Uh, go apply for a permit in Northfield. Let the parishioners worship again. You got one vote. Jim O'Neill recorded his vote on air. I marked the tape. You just need a few more. And uh, Jim's a persuasive guy. I think he could be very um, uh, good at, at um, convincing his colleagues that this would be a great idea. I mean, look, they were talking about using the parking lot at the Shore Mall in their cars. Drive-in church service. How do you say no to that, Hudson? I know you're listening. How do you say no to that? you got a lot of time on your hands. You're not over there at the tech center anymore. You retired. Come on, man. To quote Joe Biden, come on, man. What are you voting against that for? That's stupid. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm awesome. So I'm listening to uh, Jim from Northfield talk about the council meeting, and it's really interesting that they called a meeting in their their arena, whatever you want to call it, and you ask very poignant questions. How many people went? And he said, you know, five people went, one stayed at home. Well, that's kind of what the public is doing on their own. So them as public officials are able to social distance, make a decision, determine it on whether they're healthy, not healthy, scared, not scared. Yep. But yet we, we as the public, I guess we're just too stupid. No, you know what? No, you're not. You're actually very smart. Uh, And you process that all, 
I couldn't have asked for you to process that any better than you did. That conversation was a microcosm into what's going on. There's a certain number of people that don't feel safe, so then they're going to stay maybe quarantined for a little bit longer. Are very elderly that are the most at risk, they probably be very, very careful for a period of time until there's either a vaccine or this thing goes from uh, from pandemic to endemic, and then we have that. Uh, you nailed it. There, that was a microcosm, and five people felt comfortable coming in. And, oh, by the way, even those have little uh, demographics to them. Two or so actually wore a face mask, and then three did not. They were about 10 feet apart. It's all the things that you just said. When I heard, yep, when I heard you asking the questions, I thought that exactly where you were leading. You're like, you're just opening up this door to say, hey, you guys are acting like we already are acting. Right. By comparison, that the SJTA is going to meet today by phone like a bunch of cowards, and they're going to raise our tolls between 40 and 60 percent during a global health pandemic. They could meet in person, but this is this is the creepy way that they have chosen to do business. Is it going to pass? It is going to pass. The votes are there. Yes. Isn't that, isn't that terrible to do that to people that haven't worked in two and a half months? Isn't that awful? Unbelievable. I know. Yep. yep. Well, awesome uh, call. You you inspire me that people do really do get it and see what I'm doing here because I I led the councilman. It was very transparent. I wasn't being sneaky or anything. Down the path of reality that you can. There was a reason I wanted to know. Did they meet by phone? I want things to be as normal as they can be again. I'm not going to let these other people get away with saying we will never be normal again. We'll never shake hands again. We'll never hug again. We'll never live again. We'll never breathe again. I'm not letting them get away with this. That's why I wanted to know, hey, did you meet in the council dais? Yes. I was very happy about that. How many came? This many. So you knew exactly what I was doing. Yep. All right. Thank you. Be well. Appreciate you. You too. Stay safe. Be healthy. 609-407-1450, an open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Harry, good morning, Harry. How are you? Very well. Sound great. Thank you. You're, I've been listening to you now for a couple of years. I called about a year ago. I've been listening. I love what you do. I love you opening to people's eyes. Especially, they should open their eyes in the year 2020. That should mean something to you. Open your eyes in the year 2020, get your eyes cleared. And what we really have to do, you're right about this. We, and this is stuff that we talk about a lot, and I try to write about it a lot. People take advantage at a time like this in government. Bad actors will take advantage of their citizens, uh, of their taxpayers. We have to be, you're right, we have to be eyes wide open so they they don't try to pull one over on us. That's it. And it's showing you right there, the year 2020. When yeah. What's that stand for? Perfect vision. Yeah, that's right. Open Thank your you. eyes. Yes. Another thing I want to touch on, Harry, another thing. You know, you talk about black and white prejudice. People talk about this world ain't that black and white. You know what this world is? From a guy who traveled around in the Midwest, coached hockey for 22 years in Wisconsin. You know what's prejudice in this country, in this world? Small town America small-town America. It's not black and white. It's small-town America. 
when they stop being so selfish to each other in these little small towns all over the country, then the world will get a lot better. I've never seen it as a black and white thing in my whole life. All I see now is a grown-up and traveling around trying to make it in this country. is small-town America pushes you away. That's the prejudice, and that's where it all starts. Thanks for letting me talk. You know it. Good to talk to you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for all the feedback. Appreciate it. 609-407-1450, an open phone line. Ladies and gentlemen, the mayor of Atlantic City, uh, the Honorable Marty Small, is going to join us. I, I um, I've connected the dots, kids. I wrote a very straight news piece yesterday that I'm going to share with you when we come back. I always want to give people an opportunity. Oh, I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot since yesterday's first report about these so-called allegations against Mayor Small of Atlantic City. I don't see any there there. And an FBI friend and I didn't see this. I didn't know the mayor reached out to me last night until I woke up at 2 o'clock this morning. And I didn't know that an FBI friend of mine reached out to me last night. I'm just trying to confirm he seems to know exactly what he's talking about. And in terms of the law, of course he knows what he's talking about. But he has put there, the most serious thing that may have happened, and I still have to nail it down. What I'm trying to say to you is the most serious thing that happened in this whole situation doesn't involve Marty Small. It involves someone else. Isn't that ironic? When someone tries to make trouble for you, but if what I've been told from this FBI friend is accurate, then there is a potential crime that was committed, but it wasn't by Marty Small who will join us at 8.04. Brian Cahill for one segment to open up the 9 o'clock hour. And it's really an important segment that we're going to do. And then during the month of June, we're going to get back to our usual hour featuring doctors and all of that with Shore Medical Center. But 20 large hospital networks received $5 billion in federal bailout funds. We've been writing story after story and talking about it here on the program and writing about it at WPGTalkRadio.com. Uh, and so far to no avail, although David Hughes has been doing an incredible job in terms of educating the federal government to the fact that, all right, well, we, Shore Medical Center, and also Cape um, Cape Regional didn't have 100 COVID cases prior to this arbitrary April 12th date. However, we've had more than 100 since, if you add everything, if you go past that date, and why are they picking Winners and losers based on arbitrary stuff. That's not right. So we'll be chatting about that. And we'll be back in just a few minutes. Don't go away. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Weekday. Set the first button on your car radio for South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. All right, let me get in one more call. And then I need the last five minutes. I want to do a preamble to Mayor Small's appearance so that we can get right into it. So what you hear me share in about four minutes will be very instructive to what we will be doing four minutes later, uh, right after the top of the hour break, when we are joined by Atlantic City Mayor Marty Small. Welcome to the program. You're on the air. Good morning. 
Mayor, uh, I don't know if you covered it about the uh, the three governors and possibly the four governors, but the uh, the first one was that very strong admonition in Virginia that everybody has to wear a mask, and then the governor was out on the beach with yeah. no mask. Correct. With, with people with no mask. Do me a favor. I, I did cover it, but I want you to do the rundown because I did it generically. I said the Michigan uh, governor's husband and his boat. Uh, I said they're all frauds and liars when I was talking to the Northfield councilman because I covered Fredo Cuomo, who had COVID-19 and actually uh, went outside and did not have a mask on. And it goes on and on. All right. So you got the first one, that that absolute fraud governor of the Commonwealth of Virginia. I can't stand that guy. You talk about a guy that flipped his script uh, when he just um, was facing absolute ruination and of course democrats can get away with anything all right so you got him he he's a fraud keep going well i'm saying to add to him is the the uh, abortion after after the birth after birth yeah. abortion leave yeah. the baby comfortable yet we're going to try to save lives yeah it doesn't it doesn't wash ralph and the black face with with this stuff and uh, right. the thing in michigan what i would do if i was the local sheriff i would say uh, someone tried to come up here and uh, put undue influence on us, our, our county, and this boat owner or marine owner. And I would say uh, we're going to set a, a trial date or a, a hearing date for July 25th, but we're going to hold the boat as evidence. I'd do it. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. But, of course, that person, then, uh, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. And, and, All right. Uh, so that's two. And, and two course, out of two. Her her, expo- her 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 explanation and her lies. First of all, she denied it, and second one, right? He was telling a joke. So, Harry, let me. Understand. By the way, let me let me go back. She denied it. She said it was fake news. Then she was busted, and she said it was a joke. She's a joke. Right. So, in that the second part of it, would you get in your car, the uh, uh, Hurley one? Thank you and travel up to uh, maybe Valley Forge, Pennsylvania, just to tell a joke? No. No, no. She was busted, and she lied, and then busted again, and she told another lie. It's what they do. They lie. They're good at it. Well, they're not very good at it because they always get caught, but they get away with it. Closing minute. Go. What's the last one? Okay, first, uh, uh, two more. Gavin Gavin Newsom, July 15th for L.A. County. Are you kidding me? They'll uh, They'll be closed by then. And then, and the final one is our governor um, uh, with the repercussions. The language he used: "There will be repercussions." Really? How about the stuff that you guys made mistakes with? Will there be repercussions? Also, too, if you're in the the game of, if you think you're doing the right thing, you do it, even if you're flaunting federal law. I mean, for example, sanctuary states are unlawful by federal law. The states that do them do them anyhow. They're violating willfully federal law. Their own acts of disobedience. Marijuana is 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 a um, illegal drug at the federal government level. You're not even supposed to handle money, the, the weed, and nothing. But they get away with it. So why can't counties or loca- or or municipalities say we want to open our church and we're going to be safe? Uh, why don't Why don't they do it? Uh, what the, the state drops the hammer? Well, they'd be first ones crying if the federal government says you're you have forfeited federal funds because you sign in any federal funds uh, application that you will not violate federal law, and they get to go to courts 
and then they get the money anyhow because these crooked Democrat judges just flip the script even when you bust them uh, without any question. So there you go. You got them all in. And now I can get the thing I have to get in. Dan, uh, Dan, thank you very much. So here's what we wrote yesterday. A straight news story hours and hours and hours prior to the press conference at 5 o'clock last night. Which, sidebar, what a joke. It is That press conference is the laughing stock of Atlantic City right now. Headline, Councilwoman and Challenger set to make allegations against Small. In a major breaking news early in the morning exclusive, I had learned and confirmed that Second Ward Atlantic City Councilwoman Latoya Dunstan, mayor, mayoral candidate Pam Fields, and Tom Forkin, and honestly, I, I learned Tom Forkin is like really didn't even want to be a part of it. He just got brought into it. Uh, but the first two, absolutely enthusiastic. And really, you just have to consider it's a challenger of Mayor Small uh, and and someone that Mayor Small doesn't uh, have much good to say about. So they were set to hold a 5 p.m. press conference last night, and they did. And it was, it was, um, it was different. I want to be polite. It was different. They will be presenting federal Hatch Act charges, and they will also be filing an official misconduct complaint against Small with the New Jersey Attorney General. Craig Calloway is not directly involved with those who are uh, filing this two-prong approach, but he is very familiar with the process that they are pursuing. Calloway appeared live yesterday morning to discuss the allegations in advance of last night's press conference. The goal is to have Small reprimanded by the United States Office of Special Counsel, which handles federal Hatch Act violations. Hatch Act regulates activities as to how elected and appointed officials may and may not engage in the political process. Callaway also confirmed that they have an extensive audio recording of Small. I discussed the situation with Small, who said, quote, they came into my campaign headquarters and taped a conversation without my knowledge. Small told me that there is nothing on the recording that will incriminate him in any wrongful way. Callaway alleged on air this morning that Small had city employees perform campaign duties for him on city taxpayer time. If proven, this would be a problem for Small. Small directly denied the allegations to me. Callaway advised that the official misconduct allegation is centered around Small, quote, having city employees working on his campaign on city time. Small acknowledged to me that he was talking unfavorably about Dunstan on the audio recording, but that he didn't say anything that would rise to the level of a Hatch Act violation or official misconduct. Small learned about the audio recording over the Memorial Day weekend and immediately responded to it during his own colorful Facebook Live event. Callaway is convinced that they've caught Small in multiple Hatch Act violations and a criminal act. Small says no way. Callaway says that the audio recording proves all. Callaway also said that they know the identities of the city employees who they alleged worked on Small's mayoral campaign while allegedly on the city time clock. Small says it never happened. The accusers will have the opportunity to introduce their case, and it was last night at 5 p.m., but you've learned a lot about it in advance by listening to Hurley in the Morning and reading about it here at WPGTalkRadio.com in advance. When we come back in just four minutes, the man I was just speaking about, the mayor of Atlantic City, Marty Small, will join us next in a Hurley in the Morning exclusive. 
Brian Cahill is going to join us for the first segment of the 9 o'clock hour. And we'll have open forum and your calls for the remainder of the program from 9.20 until 10.06 this morning. Thanks for waking up early in the morning. A lot of great content straight ahead. It's only halftime. 609-407-1450. That is our phone number when we have you ready to go in open forum. We love that. And we continue. It's halftime. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Mayor Small standing by next. I guess Small is going to go big on the Hurley in the Morning program. 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. WPGG Atlantic City. WENJ 97.3 HD3 Millville. Will the weather cooperate? I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. That is the big question at the Kennedy Space Center ahead of this afternoon's historic launch. Fox's Evan Brown is live in Florida. Now, Dave, Elon Musk, SpaceX, has been spending the past decade getting ready to fly humans. Today is the first test flight with NASA's Doug Hurley and Bob Behnken. NASA's Deputy Administrator James Moorhart is excited to see it finally happen. And they're ready to fly. And, uh, you know, our job is to make sure that they fly safely. And we're doing everything we can to make sure that we accomplish that. Now, it marks the return of human spaceflight from American soil. They launched from Pad 39A at the Kennedy Space Center, the same from which the shuttles and Apollo 11 blasted off, Dave. Evan, President Trump will fly down there to watch the launch after a White House meeting with New York Democratic Governor Andrew Cuomo amid his push to get states to lift more coronavirus restrictions. Always be safe. You want to be safe. We're opening up, but you want to be safe. The president's firing off more tweets this morning, critical of Twitter, fact-checking him for the first time. Twitter adding a fact-check warning to a series of President Trump's tweets in which he suggests that mail-in ballots would lead to voter fraud. A blue notice under the post states, get the facts about mail-in ballots, linking you Users to a Twitter fact check page with links and news articles. Fox's Kristen Goodwin in his tweets, the president wrote, will strongly regulate or close them down before being silenced by social media. Outrage in Minneapolis. Prosecute the police! No justice, no peace! A big protest included people throwing rocks, breaking police windows until they were pepper sprayed and tear gas. They're angry about a black man's death Monday night as George Floyd struggled with police who were trying to arrest him. Cell phone video recorded Joe Floyd detained on the ground with one of the officers kneeling on his neck for several minutes. Floyd struggles to yell out, I can't breathe, multiple times before he's silent. Christina Palladino with Fox 9 TV in Minneapolis. The police chief has fired four officers in this criminal investigation. America's listening to Fox News. I've always wanted to learn another language, but every time I try, it never sticks. So I decided to give Babbel a try, and I really like the teaching method of the app. I started with the beginner lesson on Babbel, and it starts with simple words and phrases, and soon you're putting those words into a conversation. Each lesson takes about 10 to 15 minutes, and they're all really different, which keeps things interesting. The app is really smart. It actually keeps track of the words I'm struggling with so I can practice them and get better. I chose Babbel because it was created by real language teachers. They built it around real life, how people actually communicate, and what they care about. I can't wait to use my new language skills in the real world. Dos cervezas, por favor. <laughs> With Babbel, get conversational in Spanish, French, German, and more. It just takes 10 to 15 minutes a day. Now try Babbel free. Just go to Babbel.com or download the Babbel app and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 Weather from Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero. 
For the most part, today looks similar to yesterday. Morning fog, then some clouds. Our high temperature ends up around 73 degrees. With partly to mostly cloudy skies, I think we stay dry during the day. And then a shower is possible late tonight. Probably another round of fog, too. Low of 65. Lots of clouds tomorrow, and again, a chance of a shower. High of 74. And then Friday is going to get pretty steamy. High of 78 with a few showers and thunderstorms. That chance of rain will extend into early Saturday morning. I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thanks very much. It is four minutes past the hour. Atlantic City Mayor Marty Small is going to join us. We're going to initially talk about these allegations, then we're going to move on uh, to more important matters. Uh, When I first heard about it, I thought, wow, if you've got audio that says that Small had city employees working on his mayoral campaign on the city dime, on city time. Wow, that's a problem. And then, of course, it would ripple not just from to a Hatch Act violation, but also to a criminal referral to the New Jersey Attorney General, which I think is the um, the plans of, of the... Uh, it's really two people. I feel bad for uh, Tom Forkin because I, I don't even think he's really involved. Uh, but definitely the second ward councilwoman, Latoya Dunstan, and Marty's main rival. Although I'll tell you, you know, I keep forgetting the name of the third person. The third person's resume is deep. I didn't realize until I looked into this individual uh, the positions that they have held. Uh, in their past, but the way the process works politically, it it it's very very tough to beat the line. The only way you really beat the line uh, in Atlantic City is if you're Lorenzo Langford, George Tibbet, Amarty Small. I mean, you you got to have you've got to have a lot of gravitas. You you've got to have super name recognition. It's very, very challenging anywhere, but in particular, a city like Atlantic City. It's not a monolith. I mean, you got to earn it. But if you're in that regular Democratic column, it's tough. It's tough to uh, to beat that. In the Craig Calloway era, off the line is is not fatal if you have him. But I want to talk briefly about what I now believe to be an unserious allegation. When you first hear things and you hear that it's on tape, Small admits he has city employees on his mayoral campaign, on the city dime, on city time. It looks serious, right? I, I, I've i listened to as much as I can listen to. I haven't heard anything that says that. I hear people saying that it says that, but I don't hear it saying that. Mayor Small, welcome to Hurley in the Morning. How are you, sir? Um, good morning, Harry, and good morning to your listening audience. And it's a great day here in the city of Atlantic Good stuff. So I want to just talk about this thing very briefly. Um, I, I didn't hear, I've heard a lot of audio. I, I've really tried to be fair and balanced about this thing, even my affection for you. 
aside, and I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm waiting, but I didn't hear anything that said that city employees were working on city time on your mayoral campaign. Am, am I missing that on the tape, or does it simply not exist, Mr. Mayor? All right. Um, and like I told you, I don't want to give life to the lifeless, and uh, it just didn't happen, Harry. And listen, take it from someone who was, unbeknownst to them, recorded, you know, for four and a half months, and they didn't get anything on the tape. I don't live my life like that. And I'm just focused on, uh, you know, making Atlantic City the best place that it possibly can be. And I'll leave uh, that other stuff to other people. But I'm not going to entertain it. All right. But but I, I appreciate the fact you just said it didn't happen. So that 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 does, that is a conversation which ends it because you say it didn't happen. They say it happened. They're going to have to be able to prove that. I haven't seen anything yet or heard anything yet that would prove it. And I would, I, I'm glad you brought up the fact that you were actually, um, you had surveillance on you for four and a half months. How many people out there listening could could make it through four and a half months with every word that you say uh, in front of a certain person being recorded and then not have one single thing? That's pretty, um, it's actually pretty impressive. All right, so you opened up with my, my very, very good friend, Marchie Antonio, the president and the chief executive officer of, of Resorts Casino Hotel in Atlantic City in a more subdued Memorial Day weekend than we've ever had, you in your entire life, me in 42 years. I mean, the casinos closed for business. Shocking, actually, and I hope that changes soon. But uh, what was it like, the, the, the sort of subdued version, you, Mayor, the president of resorts and, and that great tradition that they, they've been doing for years and the chief of the beach patrol, how did it go? Yes. I mean, it, it was, it was a good time. Obviously, like you said, it was subdued. I mean, it was, it was a weird feeling. I mean, cause you saw, you know, throughout the years, the large crowds at resorts, the beach balls, you know, the pomp and circumstances. And, um, like I was telling one of the media outlets, I said, well, this feels funny because this is really just ceremonial, no pun intended, that we're quote, opening our beaches and we never they they never were closed uh, during the pandemic. And, you know, normally that kicks off the season where, you know, people are flocking to Atlantic City, you know, every weekend. It's, it's, it's the busiest time of year. And, you know, because of what we have going on, um, you know, we can't do that. But um, like I said, Earlier that morning, you know, we gave a little indication um, effective this Friday. We are going to allow short-term rentals, um, online marketplace rentals, such as Airbnb, and we're uh, opening up the hotels. I called the governor's office. Um, I'm trying to see um, what our options are with some type of uh, open container law. So that's a little breaking news uh, for you, Harry. Um, uh, with the open container law and the fact that, you know, if you can go into a liquor store, you can go into a Home Depot, you know, why can't um, people have the option if they want to go in some of these small businesses? Um, a lot of lot of them are curbside. You got to talk to people through a window and, you know, just step by step as the governor starts to open up things and people out there have to realize, you know, we can you know, want to do certain things, but 
uh, the state's executive order supersedes that. So where we can make decisions uh, where the state has no say, we've been making those decisions. And, you know, slowly but surely we'll get back. But at the same time, we have to manage expectations. I know you see videos out there from other parts of the country that it's like uh, nothing ever happened. But, you know, we're not going to do that here in the city of Atlantic City. We're going to take this seriously and keep an eye on the future because every health expert says that um, by, um, you know, the fall and the winter, this version of the coronavirus uh, is supposed to get worse. And remember, the death toll that they projected, uh, they said by August it would be 100,000 people and we're north of 100,000 as we speak. So. You know, in and, and, and due time, we'll get this economy going. We'll get people back to work. And like I told everyone, this is Atlantic City. This is what we do. We're resilient. And, um, you know, we're the ultimate comeback story. And this time isn't going to be any different. You just broke some very important news. The short-term rental thing is a very, you know this, Mayor, it's a very big deal in Atlantic City. Uh, so people are going to get very, very busy about that. Because real estate is doing well right now, but things you weren't able to do, uh, you just couldn't do. There, there is such a pent up demand, I believe, for the short term rental. That, that is, um, that's big news. That's very encouraging news, Mayor. Yeah, and and I can tell you this, and that's because we have a proactive uh, plan. You know, we have a policy group that focuses on all phases of reopenings. Um, you know, we're constantly you know, um, bouncing things off of each other, you know, what do you think? And like I said, that was a decision that we made to give it a try. However, I also said if, you know, things get out of hand within two weeks or so, we'll revisit it and take it from there. But um, Dale Finch's office has been bombarded uh, with requests because at, at that press conference, I told him, I said, if anyone is found operating an Airbnb illegally, they won't be able to do business in the city of Atlantic City any longer. So we want to hold people accountable, um, you know, get some people here in Atlantic City, and hopefully, you know, things will start to open in this due time. I'm all about um, doing this right, the safe and responsible way, um, and, you know, let's just see where that goes. Mayor, I'm taking notes, I want I, I, and I want to confirm something. Did you say that the short-term rentals will be permitted effective this Friday? Effective Friday. Got it. I, I knew I heard it right. I just wanted not, to make not, not, and, and 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 let me make it clear. Not that they can just make a reservation. People can stay in those Airbnbs and stay in the hotels. Right. You. But 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 before you couldn't do it. So the the news is the fact that that is now open for business as of Friday. You can entertain a short-term rental in atlantic city is what you're saying yes executive order number two good i want to write that down too excellent very very good uh when when you take this sort of day at a time but yet you're planning out further certainly than than a day or this week uh how confident are you about the casinos opening in the relative near future, and I, I, I don't want to jade the question here and, and, and bias it, but they've got to open soon, Mayor, or there's big big trouble that's going to happen. Some some may not make it if they don't open soon. What are your thoughts about that? I mean, obviously, you know, we're empathetic and sympathetic uh, to the situation on the casinos, 
And uh, once a week, I'm on a call with the governor's office. And well, actually twice a week. Once it's with, um, you know, basically Atlanta County and Cape May County. And another time is just uh, shore towns uh, in the state of New Jersey. And that was my question of where does the casinos fall in? Because that's the 800 pound gorilla. And, you know, the information I got, which the governor said publicly, is that, you know, we're not just, um, we're not there yet. <clears throat> um, what, what, what he's doing is, he said that the casinos have a couple of negative uh, in- indicators, like, you know, no windows. But I can rest assured to you and your listening audience, every single Friday we're on a call. On that call is Steve Callender, who is the uh, president of the Casino Association, um, Jim Pelosis, who is the um, head of the CCC, and uh, Dave Rebuck, who is the head of the DGE. And, you know, we talk, we talk about plans. We talk about what the opening looks like and, you know, how do they deal with other areas of the casinos, social distancing, and such as restaurant. Is it every three slot machines, is it every two slot machines? So discussions are being had. And I could tell you this, that um, the date will be in advance. You can't just say, um, you know, Harry, all right, for arguments, for the story's sake, you can't say that. We're opening up the casinos on Friday today. You can't do that. Yeah, they, they've said, I've interviewed them, uh, Mayor. They, they need two weeks to ramp up. Yes, yes, two yeah. weeks to, to, uh, to train the employees, yeah. you know, to get the marketing um, and everything going. But as I stated many times, we just got to make sure that it's safe to do so. Um, though, you know, this, this area, Atlantic County, Atlantic City, um, hasn't been hit hard um, in the grand scheme of things, as you see numbers uh, throughout the state from different municipalities and uh, counties up in the northern part of the state, we still can't take this land down because, remember, Atlantic City is a worldwide destination. You don't know who is coming from where, who had it, who has it, etc. And that's why I'm happy that um, my administration has taken the proactive approach and expanded the testing. And, you know, we want to call with Judy Perchikili, um, who's the uh, Commissioner of Health, before last Wednesday's council meeting. She was so impressed uh, with our plan. She was so impressed how we executing that plan. And, you know, the state has lifted a lot of the restrictions from testing. So now, and this is for Atlantic City residents and first responders, now you don't need any symptoms to get tested. You don't need a prescription to get tested because the order is the prescription. And all you have to do is go to www.cityofatlanticcity.org and you'll be tested. But they were particularly interested in the data that we presented on that conference call that our walk-up sites have done, you know, time and time over again better than our drive-up sites, which was surprising. So in this next uh, phase, Instead of two and two, two days a week, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, um, the walk-up site at Showboat um, parking lot, which is on between Atlantic, Pacific, Delaware, Maryland, the walk-up site will be held there. And then on uh, Friday, we kept one day available at Baderfield um, in the Surf Stadium parking lot for drive-up. Mayor, quick two-minute break. That uh, You never know what you don't know, because if you said to me, and gave me an open book, your just a pop quiz. Hey, we're doing uh, the, um, and we broke this story uh, thanks to you. 
hey, we're doing the uh, walk-up and we're doing the, the drive-through at Bader Field. Which do you think does more? I would have gone with the drive-through. I wouldn't even had to think about it. So it goes to show you, sometimes you think you know something, uh, and then the truth is something altogether different. Atlantic City Mayor Marty Small continues in two minutes. With Marty, I am. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app.